1: Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM at 11:60 a.m. Welcome back everyone to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you today. And in this segment, we want to get to, uh, there's a conference going on currently down at uh, the uh, BYU Law School, the Religious Freedom Annual Review at the uh, BYU Law uh, Center there. And uh, it's always an interesting conversation to see the state of uh, religious liberty and freedom and how that uh, plays in our, not only our nation, but around the world. And there's some uh, great things going on today. Yes, Utah Senator Mike Lee and... uh, The uh, senator from Arizona, uh, Senator Selma, uh, are also on the program for today. Yesterday was interesting uh, in that uh, as part of the conversation yesterday, two keynote speakers yesterday, uh, one, Dr. Allah Mutabit, uh, I think is the right pronunciation there, uh, who uh, was appointed by the U.S., uh, the U.N. Secretary General and the U.N. Higher Level Commission uh, as part of this uh, conversation and uh, she she has an interesting story and interesting background and provided some real great insight that we're actually going to get to on Monday next week as it relates to what we do individually and then what we do in groups whether that's a religious group whether that's a a group in our society or our business and uh, how we should properly use our influence uh, to bring people together and bring people along Uh, As I mentioned, Elder David A. Bednar, who is a uh, member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, was the other keynote speaker yesterday, and he made some uh, extraordinary uh, points in terms of what is essential. Uh, Those of you who listened to the program yesterday know that uh, I've been going through my own uh, essentialism uh, project uh, with our good friend and author, uh, Greg McEwan, author of Essentialism. Uh, He's putting me through the paces for 30 days. Uh, and so I've been thinking about, you know, what is essential, what's non-essential. And it was fascinating to me that uh, Elder Bednard uh, focused on many of those things that happened uh, over the course of the last few months in the midst of the pandemic. Uh, and just how swiftly and easily you can see, you can see how those first freedoms can very quickly be swept away. Uh, so first, he kind of gave a, an overview in terms of what that looks like, what that felt like uh, for many of us uh, over the last few
0: months. I believe we must always remember a key principle. Specifically, religion should not be treated less favorably than analogous secular activities. For example, the orders of one state barred Catholic priests from anointing a parishioner with holy oil in the performance of last rites. Even if the person was not sick with COVID-19, even if the priest and parishioner were protected with masks and gloves, and even if the oil was applied with a swab. In the same state, my church could not perform baptisms even under the safest of conditions. Protecting a person's physical health from the coronavirus is of course important, but so is a person's spiritual health. That same state allowed lawyers to meet with people to administer to their legal needs, allowed doctors to meet with people to administer to their health needs, And allowed caregivers to administer food to satisfy nutritional needs. But it did not allow a clergy person to administer to a person's religious needs, even when the risk of all these activities was essentially the same. This example and many more like it illustrate a profound devaluing of religion. We can and we must do better.
1: Again, that's uh, Elder David A. Bednar. So he he laid this predicate that there were places around the country where even simple things like administering last rites, uh, Catholic priest was not able to to do that. Uh, other very individual things were not able to be done. While you know you could go to the state liquor store because that was essential, and you could take your animal to the vet because that was essential, and you could go meet with your an attorney because that was essential. Uh, and this was not in any way to to argue about what was or was not decided in any of those situations the the conversation about is what is essential and who determines that uh, and part of the reason we have the first amendment and that the reason the first amendment is the first amendment and religion is the first freedom of the first freedoms uh, is because it is the easiest one for government to wipe away uh elder bender was very specific in terms of uh, Acknowledging the difficulty of the pandemic and many of the really hard decisions, decisions that uh, uh, his church made, uh, that other churches made, uh, that government had to make, that that was really not the point.
0: Now, I am not for a moment saying that religious freedom can be unlimited in the middle of a pandemic, nor am I saying that all government officials have disregarded religious rights. Far from it. What I am saying is that we can no more disregard the valid claims of religious freedom in a time of crisis than we can disregard the valid claims of freedom of speech, freedom of the press, or freedom from unreasonable searches and seizures, nor should we prioritize secular interests above religious ones. A health crisis should not become an excuse for a religious freedom crisis.
1: Uh, so again uh, it's so important that the we we see how government is often not the best at determining those kinds of things what's essential what's non essential uh because it's so easy it's it's easy to sense and feel that if the government can do this sweeping set of things, surely it can do a host of other sweeping things that impact our other first freedoms like freedom of speech and the, the right to assemble and the press and so on. Uh, and, and to me, that's the, the, real, the real key. And I think the, the warning uh, as it relates to religious liberty is that we have to be careful that we don't allow government uh, to decide or to declare that religious belief, faith, is just not essential.
0: While believers in their religious organizations must be good citizens in a time of crisis, we cannot allow government officials to treat the exercise of religion as simply non-essential. Never again must the fundamental right to worship be trivialized below the ability to buy gasoline.
1: Uh, I thought that was uh, such a, a powerful framing of that, that if if we can buy gas, uh, and that's essential, or if we can go to a state liquor store or go see our attorney, uh, surely... Our ability to to exercise that uh, freedom, those first freedoms, uh, needs to be uh, very high on that priority list because it's just a short hop. It is a short hop from that first of the first freedoms, freedom of religion, uh, to lose freedom of speech and the freedom of the press and the freedom to peacefully assemble. Uh, All of those are just so vital. And it's interesting because I, I think it becomes incumbent on each of us as citizens uh, we sort of have to have that come to ourself kind of moment where we we realize we're forgetting so much of who we are because we're we're losing those essential freedoms. We're letting them be kind of chipped away and and uh, softly taken away where we don't notice them much. Uh, but we have to we have to fight for those. We have to stand up for those. We have to declare those and and claim those uh, as opposed to just abdicate them and say, well, this is harder. This is difficult. Uh, because it's a very slippery slope and it's a very swift slope uh, away from those very critical, uh, very important first freedoms. Uh, and so we have to have the courage to do that uh, because what that is what is essential. Uh, the essential freedoms, those first freedoms in our country will what are what guarantee all of us the right to pursue our version of the American dream, to live as we see uh, and to be able to build Families, neighborhoods, communities, states, and nations uh, in a way that is going to be positive and productive. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. Uh, when we come back, final segment for the week for us. And so we're going to do it right. We're going to get you rolling into your Father's Day weekend properly next on KSL News Radio.
0: Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids